0: The fans certainly showed up today, and this was just a
1: practice. How excited are you to have their support and to see them fill the seats here at Paul Brown
2: Stadium? You got a tremendous fan base. You know, they're very passionate. They want to support a winner. Uh, We're going to make them very proud to be Cincinnati Bengal fans. And so, again, it's an unbelievable turnout today. The weather certainly cooperated. I was glad to see everybody. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: Welcome. It's the Queen City Strikes podcast. I'm your host, Ray Summers. Got my co-host, man, Maverick. Man, tell him what's up, bro. What's up, everybody? Hell yeah, man. Welcome back. Football is here. Who day? Who Excited, man. I know Mavs excited. I'm excited. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We got a good show for y'all, man. Got a lot of topics to get into, a lot to cover. Um, We'll start off, man. How was the summer break, bro? How was summer break? It was great. Loved it. I love now I'm ready
0: for fall and football.
1: We're here. We're in August right now. Um, had summer birthdays. My birthday was in June. Matt's birthday was in like just recent, like maybe like a week and a half ago in July. Had a dope birthday cake, had a bingo birthday cake. I'm a post. I'm gonna post on here right now. Who made had that to have the bingo theme? Yeah, Family was- member. Family member of
0: mine made that cake for me as a gift. Shouts out to that person, you know.
1: Y'all had a whole, you had the whole Bengals theme for your birthday, or was it just just the cake? Nope, I kind of went
0: with the theme. I was in my jersey, had a uh, Bengals tablecloth thing set up, football yeah. plates. You know, what was the cake made out of? Like, was there like was like red velvet or was it just regular cake? Uh, some type of vanilla bean. I can't remember exactly what it was. All I know it was delicious.
1: Yep, yeah, it was red. Velvet. Didn't
0: just look great; it was
1: delicious too. I believe it. It looked good. It looks good. Yeah. Like looking at this picture, it looks really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kudos to that person making that cake. You know. Like I said, y'all, we got a lot to get into, man. Coming off the summer break. We back. Want to give it to y'all, like I said, every week, man, since the Caesars here. Um, let's go into the OTAs. OTA's reaction. I'ma tell you this, you know, from what I've seen on the OTAs, all the clips I've seen from on social media, bingles.com, et cetera. I'm going to start with the defense. The defense looks amazing. I don't know what um, – what's his name? Lou – Lou what? <laughs> Defensive coordinator? Yeah. Lou Amarumo. Yeah, Lou Amarumo. Great – whatever you doing, great – yo. I'm going to tell you guys right now. The defense looks more faster, look more aggressive, playing with a sense of urgency. Literally, like they're covering, I'll say, literally, for like all gaps is being covered, like in a split second. The vision is there. Everybody's ball hawking for like literally from vertical, horizontal, diagonal, all, all, always on the compass. The defense is covering everything. Yeah, they made Joe – they're making Joe Burrow work out there. So, I'm excited to see where the defense goes going forward. The offense looks nice. Mark uh, oh, no. Chase doing what he does. Offensive line is still getting some work. Um, one name we will mention uh, was Jackson Cameron. Carmen. Oh, sorry. Jackson Carmen. They still doing work on him. I'm not sure. I mean – he wasn't practicing with the first the first team reps, but he was still doing a lot of developmental like developmental drills to be on the first team. Reps. I mean, I guess we could both say we we're expecting him to start eventually. I think he'll start out the gate. You think week one he'll be on it on the, like starting out the gate. I think eventually like he would start. I don't know when, but I think eventually just a little bit more work. But I mean, we'll, we'll see when it comes down. Um other people we want to get into of the rookies. Um Wyatt Huber. Wyatt Huber. It had to be him out of everybody. And I told I told everybody on maybe episode one or episode two, the stripe chasers. I told you each time we come into the new year when football mm. season is right around the corner. Literally, you can see it. <laughs> Like, right around the corner. You can see it right around the corner. Somebody has to rip a titty on the way. Every Somebody year. Has, every year. Every year, and it had to be Wyatt Huber. And I hope he's all right, man. Like, I'm sure he'll be out. I mean, I'm sure he'll be back, like, stronger than ever next season. Who knows? Like, if we make it to the postseason, he might be back. I mean, unless they declare him out for the whole season. Uh, uh, that all
0: depends. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know if they want to hold a roster spot open the whole season for him.
1: For yeah, being a so, rookie, yeah, I want to be that thirsty either. <laughs> unless you really needed, him. unless you really needed them out there. But yeah, I want to be that thirsty either to, to rush him out there. But um, we did have some new signings on the way. I mean, not on the way, but during the summer OTAs, we picked up two two pieces for the offensive line. We picked up the center from Arizona Cardinals, Lamont Gill- Gilliard from Chicago, and also no. The Lamar you from, you're from the <laughs> the there's that, and then we picked up uh Gunnar Vogel from Chicago Bears. I was drafted and originally came from Northwestern University. For both of these, I didn't really get enough, I didn't see enough film for Lamont, but I did see a lot of film from uh Gunner, uh, Gunner Vogel or Vogel, where you want to say it. I don't see him playing right now. But I can see what developmental, like he'll be on the practice squad of now. And then maybe down the road, if something happens to our offensive line, he'll be geared up and ready. Maybe it could be midseason. You never know. Anything happens to this offensive line during the season. Somebody could get injured. I mean, you know how the NFL works, you know? But, I mean, other than that, who else I want to mention off the OTAs? Jamar, Jamar Chase been doing well. He doing what he does. Um, already talked about the defense because Matt Hilton's doing good. Um, Evan McPierce is doing good. I'm not forgetting names. Uh, Tyler Shelvin, he's been developing pretty good. Like I said, all the pieces that we picked up so far, from what I've been seeing, they got the right pieces that's in this organization. I can tell you that. Just flat out. But we got to see how they perform as the season goes on. Anything you want to add to those characters? No, you
0: pretty much summed up with that. I'm,
1: I'm about to say, like, that's just a little mild, I'll, I'll call it mild, mild summary of what the, the new rookies has been doing during the OTAs. Um, also, during the OTAs, uh, Joe Burrow finally first came back onto the field for the first time, which made me hella paranoid just seeing him on the field. But it was good to see him out there with the team, doing reps. He seemed unfazed, seemed very confident. Um, his decision-making was – it just seemed like he didn't miss a beat, to be honest. Came back leaner. Yeah, came back leaner, came back, like, focused. Like, he knew what time it is. Worked on his mechanics. You name it. <laughs> he done it. Like, yo, I don't know what else you want this dude to do. But, <laughs> like I said, we're, we're going to see when the season, like, goes on. Um, I will say this though, with all this, I want to say tension, but this I'll relate it to just just the bingo theme. This big war in the city right now, and the turnout that me and you and friends of the show saw on Saturday, everybody is they're sold on this, on this Zach Taylor era. Oh, the vibes are high. Yeah, the vibe is, yo, it's super high. Everybody's ready for this team. When was the last time you seen the Bengals get this much TV exposure, bro, on the offseason? Bro, I'll say since T.O. I'm
0: not going to go that. I won't go that far back.
1: I'll say deep like that, like training camp wise when T.O. came in. Go ahead, though.
0: Go ahead. I'll say getting this much attention, I'd say probably with Dalton and uh, A.J. Green's third year.
1: Of course. Because no
0: one expected them to do what they did. But what I think the way that people, including myself, feel about the offense, it reminds me of the 2005 Bengals Mm -hmm. with Carson Palmer, Chad Chad Johnson, T.J. Hushmanzada, Chris Henry, Rudy Johnson. Now you got it again with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. bro. Sky's the limit for this team, and it's got everybody hyped, ready to go, especially now that everybody's allowed back at the stadium. Great. Everybody gets to see Burrow for the first time. Great. You know, the hype is real. Mm. You know, we saw it there, and we were, which we'll get into later, when we were, you know, at the training camp. But everybody's ready to see what they can do this year, especially with Burrow being back, and also seeing how – you know, well his leg is.
1: Right. And along yeah. with it, he has two of his college mates with him here in in, in Cincinnati. My boy that is Moss, The Bayou Bengals, back to the Cincinnati Bengals. That is most. And you've got Jamar. And then you got the pieces he was messing with, like when he first came in. I'm telling you, like you said, sky's the limit. But I will say, and we both agree that for Zach Taylor, this is it. Like, there's, like, no excuses after this. There has to be major progression. He got the staff he wanted, got the players he wanted. I, w- I guess we could say, what, majority of the Marvin Lewis era players is gone? I, I'd say that's
0: pretty, that's pretty accurate. I'm
1: say, at least on the defense.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> defense is damn near new. The whole, on, the whole thing is new.
0: Right. On paper, this team has potential to do a lot. They just got to get it together now. Thank you. Year three, as long as we don't get plagued with injuries, God forbid, which I hope we don't. Thank you. And everything goes at a clean slate. There's no reason this team can't produce.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's all up here.
1: Yeah, definitely mentally. That's definitely mentally, yeah. And that's probably one of the problems. I will point out that the Bengals had, like, in the last couple years, is the mental preparation aspect.
0: Right. Burroughs showed last year he just needs a chance. Mm -hmm. Keep within the game, he always has a chance to go for for the win. Exactly. He just needs the chance. You got to play a clean game the whole way through. And all that's up here.
1: Mm Got to be disciplined. It all comes down to discipline.
0: So Taylor's got the squad this year. Got to do it.
1: Got to do it. Literally, like, to remind everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, this is year three. Taylor is sitting at 6, 25, and 1. This is it. This is it. So it's like you saw the turnout. We're gonna get into our reaction on that later. The turnout was amazing. The build up to this was amazing. I mean, it was a it was a rough path. I mean, me and you talked. You know, like before we even started this whole show with the Queen City Stripes, like we're like, yo, like what the fuck is Taylor doing, bro? <laughs> like, like, what are they doing? It's just like, but like you told me, you told me, like, yo, just relax on some Aaron Rogers shit. Relax. It's a rebuilding process. And you. I think you called it. You said, like, on, I think, this year, year three, this should be the year when he gets all the pieces he needs. And now it's, it's time to show and prove, like we said before the draft happened. Show and prove. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, everybody. We'll definitely see. But um, what I definitely want to get into, after uh, talking about uh, Zach Taylor and his record, I want to get into the new COVID policy that they got going on this year. That's the vaccinated, unvaccinated. First, the unvaccinated. And I'm gonna play you guys a little little YouTube video. We'll give our reaction afterwards. Let's get into this real quick, man. The NFL
0: announcing hardline policies about unvaccinated players. ABC Zachary Keish breaks down the new rules for us. Good morning, Zachary.
3: Eva, good morning to you as well. The headline from the league essentially is you got to play if you want to get paid. But the fine print on this one encourages, if not flat out, demands that NFL players get vaccinated. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell outlined what this season might look like in a memo to teams on Thursday. In it saying, quote, if a game can't be rescheduled and is canceled due to a COVID outbreak among non-vaccinated players on one of the competing teams, the team with the outbreak will forfeit. That means both teams lose game checks. That's a big deal for these players. But the commissioner also says if there is a virus outbreak among vaccinated individuals, the league will, quote, attempt to minimize the competitive and economic burden on both participating teams, ushering a clear incentive for teams to set their own vaccine mandates. Some players took to Twitter to speak out. Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, in a sense deleted tweet, writes. Never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette tweeting, vaccine, I can't do it. But the Players Union reminded the players that the same basic rules applied last year, writing, the only difference is the NFL's decision to impose additional penalties on clubs which are responsible for the outbreak, and the availability of proven vaccines. So this touches on a couple of different levels. Of course, the safety of these players, the health of the league, but also the bottom line. Matt. Zachary, thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't, bro.
0: I don't like that he – they hinted at what they would do if both teams met the vaccination requirement, but they didn't mention if they would still have to forfeit or not.
1: I think there wasn't there a fine involved. It was like fourteen bands. It was like fourteen thousand, I thought. Mm-hmm. If you if it was the outbreak on the team, I think that player would get fined like fourteen thousand whatever. Well, I don't see how he can. I mean,
0: it, they didn't choose to get you know the get sick. Well, I mean, I guess you could say that they don't
1: get the vaccine, but I don't know. This is tough. It's just tough, man. Like, like I said, I don't want to speak for the players, but I mean, seeing from Hopkins and Burnett uh, being like, I mean, I'm sure there's more players that's frustrated. I think I saw, I saw Cole Beasley was frustrated about it. I think I know uh, they said
0: with the vaccine, if you if you but, test positive and you got the vaccine, as long as you get two negative tests in a, in a two day period you can come right back in, onto the team. But if you're not vaccinated, you ha- it's mandatory you're out for two weeks.
1: Crazy. But in the meantime, though, like, won't, would these players, the unvaccinated players, would they have to get tested, like, what, twice a week, something like that? Uh,
0: I think two or three times a week. I think it might be twice.
1: And that's with the, uh, the Q-tip in the nose?
3: Mm-hmm. experiment.
0: Oh, Lord. I don't know if you had to have a COVID test yet. I have, and it sucks. Bro, that's just –
1: looking at the reaction. It it
0: hurt. (laughs) I did not like it at all.
1: Bro, it almost seemed like somebody sniffed like a pixie stick. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. It really hurts. (laughs) Yo, I'm relating this scenario like just like how they're – I mean, because we could both agree – NFL players, they live, you know, pretty well. Like the checks that they're getting, it's like a million dollar checks. I'm looking at this like Beverly Hills lifestyle in like Rikers Island, but a suburb. <laughs> but a suburb, though, like it's you still do shit. <laughs> you still do fun shit, but it's just like you being watched by guards. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? So it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just. It's almost like they want you to give in. Literally. Let's see
0: if any th- outbreak happens on the final week of the season and they're playing for a division title, what's going to happen then? Div- whether it's the division title and also first week by, number one overall seed, things
1: like that, how will that all play out? Bro. I can see that being If somebody – a playoff clinch –
0: I'm still wondering what's gonna happen if you have a breakout during the playoffs.
1: Oh bro. I think that's I think the city will answer that. Because you can't
0: do a forfeit then. You can't do it. You can't do a forfeit. There's there's no way. can you know, or if you still do the forfeit, what happens if it gets to the Super Bowl? And one team has an outbreak.
1: That'd be the now your
0: rule is the other that team has to forfeit. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. For the sport, but are you going to bend the rule in the Super Bowl and go, Well, we're just going to have to go on a two week delay because there's too much money riding on this?
1: I'm glad you brought that up because that's when you're going to notice, like, All right, is it, is it for the money? <laughs> they go, Y'all gonna play this?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's the same rules got to apply during the
1: postseason, too. The summoner for y'all, Maverick <laughs> is saying, Keep that same energy, keep that same energy. What you, what you put out is what you put in. Hey, <laughs> keep that same energy because, yo, yeah, I'm glad you said that. That is documented. I'm telling you. When y'all painting this narrative, keep that same energy when it gets January. Literally, yo. Because, yeah, you, know, you can't, I've, I've if, if you're going to go
0: by that rule, but I hope they have plans set up for that. If it gets to that point at the end, if you, you, you can't make it one way for one part of the season, then change the script
1: to the fit way your way needs way. at the end. It's too many loopholes, bro, like, to Mm -hmm. get around, like, it's just, we can agree this COVID shit's unpredictable. You don't know when it's going to pop up. It's just, you wake up like, oh, shit, I got COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You never, it's just, it's crazy. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, what I will say, I just hope, like, for the NFL players, choose wisely on what you want to do, because, like, you're part of this business. You know, just picture Mike Brown, Mike, just sitting next to these players, like. Keep your bubble small. That, too. Don't <laughs> do no extra shit. Because uh, I think for the Bengals, I think we're over. I think the limit, I think the, I think the mark is 85%, correct? I, 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 85%, I, it, I, I want to say
0: it's 80. I think it's 80. 80. They want okay. to have at least 80%. Okay. I think and I know all, the Bengals are
1: over. Yeah, the big one's over. Yeah, the big one's over. And I think there's other teams that's over, too. they're like 90%. So it's just like, you know, I think, but I think, like you said, 80 is the mark right here. That's like the limit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just I think we talked about this on the stripe chasers. Is it like when we talked about uh, the Bills, like what are you going to do if Josh Allen and um mm-hmm. Diggs was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> <No."> <laughs> <laughs> but it's just. We, we're gonna have to see how this plays out, but it's gonna be interesting. The takes that you brought up was perfect, so it's just like we're gonna have to see if they keep that same energy because it's gonna be a lot of frustrated teams out there if this just happens out of their control. Because that, like that's what we've seen this whole well since last year, it just, it's just just popping up. It's just like you just wake up like like oh like I got this rash. What the fuck, <laughs> and it's like it's COVID. But um, I don't know, man. I just hope everybody remains safe, just make the right decision just so we can move forward. But I would hate to see people lose a playoff spot, a playoff game, a chance to make it to the playoffs in the last 40 years, you know, so et cetera. Like, yep. you know, like the list goes on because with the NFL, just all sports, it's just a lot built up on it. So it's just, I don't know if this ain't the right way to do this. <laughs> really, to be honest, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't either, know but. what right way to do it. I mean, I mean, they're allowing unvaccinated people to still be on the team, but again, like I said, you're either going to be in Beverly Hills, going to be with the vaccinated team, you get to go to the, you know, the buffet and all that shit. You know, like wear the mask off and like you know do whatever shit you want to do, but the motherfuckers on the unvaccinated <laughs> and that's living in Rikers Island, the suburb, like you could do what you want, but motherfuckers is watching you <laughs> close <laughs> very closely like a like they got the they got it all on you bro like they're watching you so we'll see we'll see how this plays out um but like i said mike brown they said they the team is up above so i, I just hope nothing happens i hope nothing happens with us to be honest right
0: i really hope it
1: don't besides the shit that we're used to with injuries, I hope this doesn't destroy it. Yeah, we have enough issues with that. I don't want anything added to it. Because, like, I recall, like, for instance, I'll bring up this example. Right receiver Des Bryant. He was due to play the Cowboys this past season in Baltimore. Warming up. <laughs> Just warming up, doing his little... <laughs> doing his little thing, warming up. Got the beats on his head, just warming up. Two minutes. Two minutes before game time. Hey, Dez. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, bro, you got COVID. The fuck? Out the game. Like, just out of nowhere. Just, like, Mm -hmm. just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. Like, you would think that would have... I don't know what the testing was that morning. Because I would expect you get tested the moment you come to the stadium, correct? I would assume, or at least the day before, with the rapid testing in that either at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. or before, or before, or once you get to the stadium, I'm that's the time frame I'm looking at. I'm like, what the hell is going on? That's what I'm saying. Like this shit could be unpredictable, and it could it could change up the impact of the game, especially like I'm I'm not going to say Des is a star player, but let's say he was a star player, like let's say Jamar Chase. I'm not trying to put no jinx on him. but I'm just saying, like, let's say a star player got it. And then it will fuck up the whole game plan. Because you had the mm-hmm. game plan. You've been prepping this whole week for playing with Dez or playing with Chase the whole week. And then now you don't got Chase. And you got to put, let's say, Trent and Irwin in. And then it's just like,
3: oh, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but NFL, next man up. You can't just rely your
1: whole game plan off one player. That's what it goes on to, the next man up. So it's just like it. This whole the whole thing is tricky, everybody, is what we're trying to get to. So we'll see how this plays out. I I can see a lot of I can see them even tweaking the rules if it gets out of hand. Eventually, at least by like week seven, if shit start popping off like crazy. When major money's involved, money
0: talks. That's why I said with the Super Bowl or with the playoff game. What are you gonna bend the rule your own rule that you made? To adapt to what's going on? Are you going to stick to, well, we said this is what's going to happen and we got to go by this? Because you didn't say there has to be a Super Bowl. You just said the team has to forfeit. So, if it comes to the Super Bowl, what are you going to do?
1: That would be embarrassing. That would go down in history. I mean, literally, go down in history. Super Bowl was forfeited off of one case. Well, they didn't say one case. They said that they had an outbreak. Oh, that's what I'm looking at, just one case. And it's just like, nope, nobody's on the field. Yeah, no, they were saying if the, if the team has an outbreak. Oh, just the whole team has an outbreak? I mean, all right. I guess that's like percentage-wise, I'll say that's like 20%. Maybe. But what's
0: defined as an outbreak, that part I didn't catch, how many people have to have it for them to define it, the team. I guess enough to cause you to miss a game, I guess. I don't know. I'll say five, handful. Mm. Five
3: and
1: seven. And that's before yeah it gets to like that outbreak word. I, I feel like if five people get it, yeah. I think three people get it, that would be a raise of eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, raise of eyes, but we'll see how this shit plays out. Um, next topic we're gonna get into um, the start of training camp, baby, and the back together Saturday. We'll just go with the back together Saturday. I mean, we already know how the training camp went, but we'll go to the back back Saturday, back together Saturday from what we saw. That day, this past Saturday, from Joe Burrow, the offense, defense, the special team. So let's start with Joe Burrow, man. What you see? I
0: loved everything that I saw. You know, I was watching how he was running around, um, how he was treating his leg. I didn't see him favoring it at all. Mm -hmm. He looked perfectly fine to me. Like we said earlier, he came back leaner. He was throwing. I mean, they were just straight darts. You know, and missile he wasn't missing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, all the passes looked nice. He had nice touch passes going. He had sharp passes going. There was a couple plays I seen, you know, he kind of bootlegged out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and he was running everything
1: fine. I was happy with everything I saw. I might have say the clip I saw that was surfacing on, like, on Twitter when, like you said, he broke out and did, like, a little he, – he, he ran, like, ran through, and it was a dart. Like literally mm-hmm. That shit wasn't wobbling like the Nerf shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a straight dart, literally. And I was like, okay, Elaine lame like, duck Jordan Palmer passed <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll say that because <laughs> Matt because he's been um not tutoring, but that's the just, thing. Uh, he's he's been kind, kind of, of coaching, mentoring and coaching the mentoring. Yeah,
0: that's the, that was kind of weird that he's the one that's been doing it, mm-hmm.
1: which is good because, like I said, like. When I was looking at Joe Burrow, like I said, from the OTAs and looking at this, like, I'm looking at facial expression and I'm looking, like, at his leg. And then, like, you know, some people, they try to fight pain, like, when they, when they do something, like, soccer, you kick or throw or tennis, using your arms, you try to look for that aftermath, that. That grimace, that grimace look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the, the blink of the eye. You try to pay attention, wiggle the nose, maybe, like, farted, I don't know. <laughs> Any other type of shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, that's what I was looking for, but I didn't see none of that from Joe Burrow. So it's just like, he's ready. I'll say yeah, if it ready. wasn't for wearing the knee brace and knowing what
0: happened, you would have never figured he was hurt in the first place,
1: from what I saw. That's the thing, yo. The recovery process was amazing to me because I never seen somebody recover that quickly and then just back on their feet. I know he's young. He's but, determined. Yeah. He's determined. Chosen one, bro. There's only certain chosen ones, you know, literally that could like recover injuries like that fast.
0: But yeah, look at the NBA with Giannis. Bro, all you Everybody talk. thought that was it. He <laughs> came back and, and the rest is history. All you but talk, hey, but let's see. Talking. Hey,
1: let's see if Burrow comes and does the same shit. It's possible from what we saw, man. Like he seemed confident, man. Like it just. There, it, nothing didn't seem like it was bothering Just the way he was moving. And the like I said, the defensive line was making him work. So it was like he was like cutting in and out of the holes, trying to find a gap for the opening, release. Nothing like it bothered him. Like knee looked fine. It looked fine, you know. Wasn't no booby mile shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that, man. But uh, going into the offense, what did you like? when we saw on Saturday?
0: I liked everything that I saw. Like I said, Burrow, the way his throws are going, he was hitting everybody right on stride. Uh, I got a video, which I know you'll show, mm-hmm. of Burrow hitting Chase deep. Mm-hmm. I seen him hit Higgins on a slant route. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boyd on you know, boy a
1: slant, too. They Boyd on, boy on it across the middle.
0: You know, I, I was happy with everything that I saw. He was able to scramble around. He was able to hand the ball off to Mixon with no issues. And while the play was taken off to the right, he finished running off to the left. Did I didn't notice, see no hesitations at all. Did
1: you notice his release time?
0: Yeah, he's been working on his well, all his game
1: mechanics and everything. Like I said, he came back. He's back on a mission. To bring up what you told me about uh, what's that, Maurice Daniels? Maurice Daniel, or who was it? That was the only Mike Daniels. There? Mike Daniels, sorry, Mike Daniels. Baby Aaron, yeah. That's what it. That, that lyric is kicking in on me right now from what I saw on Saturday. Like, he was, they call it gunslinging. That's what he was doing, you know? It was almost like Brett Favre, like, to be honest. But he was slinging that shit. Say, so you're really sticking with the Green Bay references here. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Brett Favre, you know? that's, like one of, <laughs> that's like one of my favorite quarterbacks, you know? But he was slinging that shit. Like literally, and I like what I saw from the offensive line. They looked great. Um, raw receivers, bro. Like we're going to get into these three characters later, but the raw receivers looked amazing. What I was disappointed though, because we only saw one person getting the ball. It was only Drew Sample. But all disappointed not seeing like a more of uh, CJ and Thaddeus Moss. Like so we didn't really get a chance to see a lot of. It. I wanted to see what the tight ends were doing, but I don't know if they're just being extra blockers. But it's training camp. So, like, we'll see when the plays actually get together. We'll see what comes out. But that's all. I just wanted to see what the tight ends had to do, like what they had to bring it to the table. But we go into the defense. What did you like? Oh, I loved everything I saw from the defense. Like you stated
0: earlier, you know, it looked like they were covering the gaps. Well, I know – they were covering the first string very well. When it came to the second string, there were several coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. You know, there was. I think there was almost two interceptions. I mean, they were ball hungry, and they knew exactly where they needed to be. And Hell you know, I liked everything I was seeing from that defense.
1: Hell yeah, bro! Yo, we. I told you from the beginning, yo, that defense. I'm telling you, bro. It's different this year. It. It looks real different. Like I said, like, I think the whole defense is new, literally. Like, just if I'm looking at – if I'm, like, if I'm going by position, 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 I think, like, pretty much everybody, like, from the Marvin Lewis era is, like, pretty much gone.
0: Well, that secondary is going to look a lot different like- this year from last year. Now with Trey Wayans back, Eli Apple, you got um, – Oh, I forgot about Eli. Bro. Uh, Mike Hilton mm-hmm. back there now. It's going to look a little bit different you
1: know, hopefully it's a better different. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because that's what, like, I'll get into, like, our full answer at the end. But, yeah, it, the defense looks totally different this year compared to last. year. Um, we're going to special teams. What did you, I mean, like, I mean, it's going to be a short segment for the special teams, but punt return, what we saw, <coughs> we saw Tyler Boyd getting punt returns. I thought that would, I don't know if that's going to be for real. Or that was just for. Got to see
0: your options. Remember, years ago, that's where TJ Hushman's auto started was punt returns, which he wasn't very great at. He fumbled him
1: a few but times Maverick, and made, came out much better at wide receiver. But Maverick, what make me mad, bro, about him doing that is that, I mean, I know he's gone now and he didn't really contribute much, but. It would have been nice to see John Ross back
0: there. I was just going to say, are you going to say John Ross? Today? He,
1: <laughs> he's another yeah. one that was made of glass. Yeah, it would have been It'd have been nice to see John Ross back there catching the punt return. I think speed is great, him. but if
0: you can't get the horse out the gate, what's the point in the speed?
1: I bet that's all Why have. have
0: a Lambo if you could never get it out of the garage? That. I mean, <laughs> j- just, just saying, you know – Max. I wouldn't want to risk anything happening to Boyd on returns, and uh, Darius Phillips—he's already proven he could take it to the house every time he gets the ball. All right.
1: If you all right, we got Darius Phillips. I, I mean, he he did grow, grow, So who else would you put back there instead of Boyd? Instead of Boyd, if you had the choice, if you if
0: you was Zach Taylor, I think he's going to make the squad. So that's why I'm going to say this: I would I would
1: not mind seeing Chris Evans returning. Kickoffs.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I like,
0: the, I like thinking of Chris Evans and Darius Phillips back there.
1: Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I agree with that. Because I, I would – like, I'm all sitting here thinking, like, who the fuck would I put back? <laughs> the only other person I think I would put back there would be Chris Evans. I think that would be the smarter route instead of, you know, risking Tyler Boyd. Max, by mistake or
0: because I think Chris Evans has got the speed and the you know and the running skills mm-hmm. you know to be able to take it to the house just like Phillips can.
1: oh yeah and I want to give him his flowers like I apologize for the the Michigan comment like from what I saw I forgot to, I'm glad you mentioned him because like from what I saw from the OTAs going to the training camp he showed that he's going to fulfill that uh Bernard that Gio Bernard uh role mm-hmm. literally I, I feel like at least from what I've seen so, like, I ain't gonna think we missed a beat with uh, Gio being gone. I feel like he's gonna fill in that place like perfect and have him, if he does, if they think about it, put him on punt return or kick return. Oh, yeah. Him and Phillips on kick return. Yeah, I'm with that. And him on punt return. Oh, yeah, I'm with that. Don't know who else will go back there that's like, I that got that type of speed. Cause I know when boys in open space, it's, he's gone. He ain't catching. Right. Like he hits that fourth gear, it's it's over. <laughs> Literally, man. But but yeah, I'm with you on that. I man. mean, having the
0: receivers we have, you have that
1: flexibility to be able to use them there, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. And then we saw the we saw the the dual the dual battle between um was like Austin Cywer, I think that's his name, and uh Evan McPearson, the kickers that we saw. They, I think the mm-hmm. last one was like from like Maybe like 50 yards, I think, or maybe 48. I don't know what it was, but it was battle. It, it was nice to see that. Right. Because I was telling you, I was telling you I'll sit next to you. I was like, bro, I'm glad we got this together because that shit was embarrassing. That <laughs> we was a laughing stock of the NFL that missing extra points and missing like just basic ass field goals inside like the 30. I mean, right. forty. I mean, like, okay. Every now and then, like, depending on what the percentage is, if there's wind blowing, birds chirping, etc. <laughs> like, it's just like, bro, it was just embarrassing. I'm just glad we we like. I'm just glad Zach Taylor is filled the holes that we need. That was very important that we needed. So we're not the laughing stock in NFL.
0: I could already tell you now, McPherson is going to be our kicker, bro. But we saw when they were going back and forth on their kicks yes grant he missed a 60 yarder but he had the distance and it just happened to go wide left siebert i have a feeling as soon as he kicked that he probably just went i just kicked myself out of a job besides yeah. being wide right it fell short and fell i think at like the 10 yard line bro
1: or somewhere around there with everybody there in attendance and seeing that like it was like oh ah! You just heard that Looney t-
0: mm-hmm, was- Duck Hunt. You seen the duck going up, and it went, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then it was McPherson's turn, and, like, you just heard the standing ovation. And I was like, damn, like, I know his. his- oh, he's got the boot. Oh, yeah, he do. I mean, he showed on the holly tape. The dude hit a, a Gatorade cap off the damn top. Right. Right. Who does that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All I can
0: say is anybody that wants to doubt any kickers. Just look what Justin Tucker's done for Baltimore. Enough said.
1: Yeah, I, Enough I agree. said. I agree. What was the other guy named like, Jake Elliott? Elliott? Yeah, that's who he drafted
0: a couple years ago and turned right around and released him.
1: <laughs> was drinking. And let
0: him sign with Philly and turn right out the gate, making crucial field goals and winning a Super Bowl bro. ring.
1: Bengals just drinking bourbon that night. <laughs> Great bourbon. No ice. <laughs> that was going, bro. But yeah, man, that was on that. One person I do want to bring up that we that I forgot to bring up earlier since we're still on the roster. Um uh, Brandon Allen, bro. From what we saw Saturday and basically seeing in person, for me, for I'm not confident in him being a second string quarterback. I, I don't know about anybody listening or watching this right now on YouTube, but I'm not confident. Like, if Joe Burrow, like, let's, like, I'm not jinxing nobody, but I'm just saying, like, we we have to be, we have to be, we have to be in reality with this shit. Let's say, let's say, let's say we start off six and one and then something crazy happens. This guy comes in. From what I saw, like, on Saturday in the OTAs and training camp, bro, like, it don't seem like he progressed. Like, it don't seem like he progressed on decision making, his awareness, ball protection. It, it seems – I don't know, bro. I'm not confident. I, I,
0: I'm not I, either.
1: I want to I want to look outside, like, who we could bring in. But, I mean, we brought up the names earlier. I mean, you got Blake Bortles. And I think I said, like, I mean, you could bring back Andy Dome. But I think he's going to be staying at the Bears. I don't see them coming back here. RG3. But he hasn't played fucking Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't played – Matt Flynn. You can name a whole bunch of mm-hmm. things. Frankie Grossman, anybody. If you can name anybody. It's just like – it'd be nice to get like a solid veteran, but it's just There's like, one person I will say with
0: that. Go ahead. I believe he was – I'm pretty sure he was released, and he's still a free agent, and that's Alex Smith.
1: Oh, but I think he retired, though.
0: Did he end up retiring? I think he announced his retirement, bro. Okay. Well then that don't mean nothing. And
1: Brett Barr came back.
0: And a lot of them come back. Rob uh retired, too. He came back.
1: Rob came back. But, man, you know. The
0: offense gets very stagnant when he's in. But he's going to be the second string because he already knows the system and also experience. He has the most experience. You can combine every
1: quarterback we got,
0: and he still has more experience than they did. Yeah, bro.
1: I don't know what he has to do. Like I said, besides doing the – the traditional Allen Iverson practice. I would have preferred to cut <laughs> Finley, yeah, over Alan, But I'm glad you say Matt Barkley. I ought to turn this shit off. No, <laughs> <laughs> I ought to turn this stream completely off.
0: Oh no. like, my, he, No, he didn't even pop into my head at all. I wasn't even a fan of
1: his oh. when he was at USC. Yeah, Abercrombie <laughs> model, bro. Yeah, Abercrombie and Fitch model, man. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> no way in no. hell, bro! No way in hell, man. That's all just like we'll see, man. I'm just, I'm just not confident in Brandon. I don't know what they got to do, but they literally have to prep him like you're the only one type shit. If that makes sense, like they got they have to literally, literally mentally prep him like for mm-hmm. like for the time. Like if it does happen, like he showed no. flashes last year. The oh, game yeah. against Houston, he.
0: Did really well. I couldn't even tell it was him on the field. Yeah. But most of the time, it's all they can do is run. He couldn't get the passes really there. And the, the offense just
1: stalls. He was too, like, hesitant. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like he won't just let it fly. He's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then he holds it too long. Like, here comes Sam. Here the mm-hmm. Like, oh. And he just throws the ball in the air or some goofy shit. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah yeah, you know, it's I it's, don't oh, know, man i'm not trying to make fun of him like and if you're watching this i'm sorry but it's just like i just i need to believe in you bro and I, i'm not there yet i'm just not there like last year i was letting that just slide because like i said earlier we're still in the an in the incline on rebuilding so it's just like now it's just like now it's the time bingo fans can't handle no fuck shit <laughs> right now yo, right now like this is it it's just like from the attendance i seen on saturday and if, if we go six and one and the roar is howling in the city and we come down to uh playing pittsburgh or playing the ravens on get on the uh, week eight week nine, Oh no i'm just i'm just saying shit but <laughs> just week nine or whatever week eight week nine and it's just like we go into that game, and it's just like we're going with him. And it's just like, yo, you have to be like, I don't know, gotta be that guy somehow, bro. You just gotta let it fly. Can't be, I mean, yeah, you can be afraid to make mistakes, but just be confident in the mistakes. There'll be plenty of weapons around. There's no excuses. Yeah, you can just throw it up. <laughs> <laughs> From what I saw on Saturday, bro, just throw it up, bro. These dudes. We'll get into it later, but yeah, like these dudes matter of fact, no, we we're, we're on the topic now. But these dudes, like amazing, Amazing. I I can't, it just like it's too much excitement right now, bro. Like it's just y'all see my y'all see my reaction. Y'all look at Mavic's face. Like, we is <laughs> happy, right? <laughs> we are slap happy from what we saw. And I'm sure everybody else is the Bengals fan like they're a slap happy about this year like it's like we both all feel like this is the year look at the turnout that was there for just practice, practice. that's all it was practice I want to know how much money was spent in the the concession stands baby right the inflations is up people <laughs> <laughs> yo I paid eight dollars for a life water <laughs> I paid eight dollars bro we was down there with with JB XRP Peters yo we got the we I got had the, to get me my cup. I still got the VIP wristband, baby. There you go. Yo, <laughs> was, I'm telling you, man. Like, and I'm sure all you do still have it on, too. Yeah, he got the hat, bro. My hat's over here somewhere. But Again, man, a shout out. Thanks, JB, for this. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, JB. You're friend of the show. Friend of the show. shout out to JB, man. But, but yeah, man. But if we could go into the offensive line starting projections. Who you think will be starting on offensive line? Okie dokie. From everything we saw.
0: From the offensive line, Trey Hopkins was originally the starter. He's still out recovering from his injury, so I hate to say by default. But Billy Price is going to be the starter for now. And to me, it's his job to lose if they perform well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Xavier Suafalilo. He's going to be the right guard. I think he's a lock there. Obviously, we know that. <clears throat> excuse me. Riley Reif is going to be right tackle.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: You already know that. Um, I think here.
1: How many name I four? Perfect. I
0: mean, right. Jonah Williams is the lock at left tackle. I still think it's going to be Jackson Carmen is going to start at the left guard.
1: Think so? I
0: mean, it could still be Quentin Spain. That's a um,
1: idea. I have Quentin Spain on there.
0: I think I still think it's going to be Carmen.
1: Okay.
0: I don't. I don't see it going any other way other than
1: Carmen. And the thing is, if it is Carmen, it's because he'd be more like younger, faster. You know, I think mm-hmm. he's kind of like he's more like, like Ford Bronco, like more more wide. <laughs> I mean, the Carmen's more of an offensive tackle
0: offensive yeah. tackle but you know he was the left tackle for trevor lawrence mm-hmm. the number one quarterback from this current you know this past draft you know evidence is right there <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i agree you know jonah he he gained some weight bro he added like 10 pounds 10 pounds they said i mean i think it will help him bro like i mean oh yeah williams bulked up too he bulked up i was like because i think you pointed it out and i was like i was like goddamn like it was bigger than the person. Oh <laughs> They all fucked
0: up. And hey, Frank Pollock's gonna oh. get those guys in gear, man.
1: Yeah, that's you.
0: To me, like, that was the biggest off-season acquisition: is getting him back. You would have felt like
1: he was a player, right? Right,
0: <laughs> right. I was so excited when we got him back, because I was so pissed off when we let him walk, bro. <laughs> and the way that offensive line played last year is like.
1: You, you, you just proved my point. Yeah. I think a couple people, like, um they notice the difference with him being in. It's mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier, it, it goes along with that sense of urgency, the different level of intensity, the discipline, all that. It's literally all the above. Like, literally. Right. Like, everything you need to have your offensive line ready and prepared, this dude brings it to the table. He, make, he ain't put him in no bullshit. I think I told you at the training camp, he's on that Old Testament Bible. You need that Bible in the that- office. All- <laughs> <laughs> you need that Old te- You need that Book of Eli in the Bible. <laughs> bro. You need that. You need that. And that's what he brings to the table. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, I literally, it's almost like he told them, like, y'all either guard your burrow or I'm on y'all last <laughs> immediately. Franchise is right there. Literally, bro. Because, like, I mean, yeah, Joe, like I said, I, I'm I'm excited to see all this, too. But that was the person I wanted to bring up was uh, Frank Polak. And, like, he killed that shit. He got them dudes prepared. And um, along with this, man, with the Bengals this season, they are expected to be at full capacity this year. Hopefully. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, Hopefully. we'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. I, I really hope. Um, anybody you excited to see this year man like any certain players i mean overall i'm
0: excited to see all of them but obviously the joe burrow jamar chase connection mm-hmm. um you know i love like really like to see what chris evans can do out there but more importantly i want to see joe mixon just tear it up this year Defense is being very focused on the wide receivers, and Joe Mixon just makes them pay. Mm -hmm.
1: That's what I expect. And that's what I was going to go into, like, basically, like, who you thought that was, like, on thin ice at this point. that needs to make this 53 roster. Bro, for me, man, like, I I told you at work today. Like, I I feel like Sample is on the clock. For me, just for me. (laughs) <laughs> <on> block. <laughs> I haven't seen anything from him since we picked him up. Like, I haven't really seen because he he's supposed to have been like the Tyler Eifert. Like from what I was understanding, he was been like Tyler Eifert. No, he was not like
0: Tyler Eifert. Um,
1: I must the result wasn't right. Uh, he was more
0: average all the way around tight end. Besides catching, uh, what he mainly uh, was really good at is blocking. And things like that, but he can still catch and everything. He can't, he's not like Tyler Eifert level Mm -hmm. as far as that, but his blocking is really up there. And then Uzama really showed what he was capable of doing last year before he was injured.
1: Right.
0: And then we gotta still see what Moss can do. Mm -hmm. We know he done it did in college.
1: Can he do it here? Yeah, I'm about to say. And you got the quarterback too, so. Like I just wish we saw more of but we didn't really get a chance to see it. That's what was kind of disappointing. But, I mean, we'll see, bro. Hmm. Um, Who do you think is going to have the best season for offense and defense? You can pick one player of each. That's fine.
0: Well, for offense, I'm going to say Joe Burrow because I expect him. The reason I, even though he's the quarterback, obviously everything goes through him. But
1: I agree.
2: the
0: fact that he got hurt last year and everything, now, you know, he gets a full season. You'll see what stats that he
1: puts up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll add, I'll add Joe Mixon on that too. Like you were saying, like, yeah. like, like I was telling you guys on the maybe the second episode, I expect him to get like Christian McCaffrey like numbers. <laughs> I expect that, you from all purpose yards. All right. purpose. Because he can do it all. Yeah, I, I, because I expected it, you know. You got the three powerful wide receivers, and you got Joe Mixon in the back. And if everybody is stretching the field, who are you going to throw it to? Hmm. You either got Joe Burrow right here. I mean, you got <laughs> Joe Mixon right here. Or you got, like, you got CJ. You got Thaddeus across the middle. But mainly, this is going to give the yards, all the yards you need right here. Um defense, who you think?
0: Hmm. I mean, he already was breaking out last year, Sam Hubbard. Oh, yeah. That's gonna to be a tough one for me to say.
1: I'll have to get of, back to you on that. A lot of people could break out on that defense. I'm not even mm-hmm. lying, you, bro. I, I'm like, looking real, I'm really looking forward to seeing with Joseph Asai. Okay. That Mike, Mike Hilton, I'm putting on that list jesse bates mm-hmm. those those are those ones i'm rolling with right there right <laughs> especially jesse bates yeah you know? i think jesse bates will be you don't even know who reggie nelson was bro
3: oh i think you're already <laughs> kind of
1: feeling that now
0: he's
3: already yeah, one like, of the top
1: safeties in the league nobody's gonna know who reggie nelson was man and you'd be like <laughs> who's reggie nelson they don't matter <laughs> it don't matter jesse bates just just look at jesse bates man like He's for the Reggie, leader of that defense. Yeah, he's the leader of that defense. But at that time, before that, like I said, Reggie Nelson, like he was that guy. I loved watching him play. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what else we got on here, man? Um, you feel like it's possible for the Bengals to have a uh, three thousand yard wide receivers this year? I think it's possible for AJ – not AJ, Jamar Chase, Higgins, Boyd. It's possible. Time.
0: Absolutely, it's possible. Anything's possible, especially at those three receivers. Mm-hmm. He does like to spread the ball around. Um, yeah, I see him. I could see easily all three getting thousands. It's still going to be a tough stretch. But, you know, Uzama was getting his numbers up there, too, mm-hmm. last year before he got hurt. You know, so, it's, again, possibilities are endless. You know, Mixon's going to have plenty of receiving yards, too.
1: You know, I guess I'm I'm with you. There's so many weapons, man. <laughs> it is, you know. It 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 is. I I mean, I'm with you. It's it's possible for it to happen. Do I think it will happen this year? Maybe not. But down the road, a very possibility. A huge possibility. But if it happens this year, I, I'm not, I don't got nothing else to say. <laughs> I really don't. But if you could pick three Robert Stevens to match this trio, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to stick with the Bengals theme,
0: and it would be Chad Johnson, T.J. Houshmanzada, and Chris Henry. That offense was a nasty, nasty offense. Now you, I, uh, that I mean, that, that was – yeah, that, like I said, I get straight vibes, you know, is reincarnated again.
1: It is.
0: You know, they had Rudy Johnson in the backfield. We got Joe Mixon now in the backfield. Yeah, Carson Palmer. Yeah, Joe Burrow. It's 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 all there. It's all there. It is, yeah. It's all it's yeah, it's all there. This team, they might break every offensive record for the franchise this year. That's, that's how I
1: feel. I and think- this is only year one with them on it. No, that's the thing. It's only year one. So just picture just the developmental process. If this if they can keep this team around four years at least. Minimal. If they can keep everybody in that contract for four years, right. like it's sky's the limit, like you were saying, bro. I don't want a
0: repeat of Marvin Lewis, Jones, and Muhammad Sanu, and AJ Green. You had that nice trio. You didn't let it last long before you started letting pieces go away. Keep this group together.
1: Yep. It's interesting you brought up the names because a lot of people were relating it, sort of, to that trio, AJ the new Marvin Jones, some people were waiting into that. that right, period. but I was like, yeah, the, the potential was okay. there, but
0: he didn't let it last long enough to Thank really you. see what it could get to. And Thank no you. offense to Dalton, I don't mean no disrespect, but he's no Joe Burrow, and he was no Carson Palmer pre knee uh-huh. injury. Yeah, I yeah. want to make sure I state that.
1: I'm, I'm glad you said that, low key, <laughs> because I, I'm really glad you said that because. Here in Ohio – I mean, not in Ohio, but just in, like, just this downtown area. There, there's a lot of Dalton lovers. Like, you know, they're like – they was heavily supporting Dalton even with the bullshit that was going on. But, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I was. <laughs> he was a heavy Dalton supporter. I mean mm. – I mean – it...
0: I never said he was above average, but he was a good enough quarterback to get it done, but you needed the weapons around him to do it. He couldn't make the receivers. Yeah. But as long as you had the weapons there, he could do it. Yeah, he could do it. He could put that. He could put. He could put some
1: zip on there, you know. Because I think the year where I, it might have been, yeah, that might have been a huge. access last year when we beat Seattle in the early in the season, mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, yeah, I think Don scored that crazy ass touchdown. He somehow caught it over the cornerback and did what? one of these. <laughs> uh,
0: everyone, you know, so many people want to you know, put Dalton down. We made the playoffs for five straight years with Dalton at quarterback. It wasn't, you know, there's a reason. But A.J.
1: almost got it, bro. Can't forget that. Man. Yeah, no, I'm not. RJ, A.J. McCarron almost got that, kid. Um, What else we got on here? Oh, I want to bring up uh, one more clip, man. Um, since you brought him up. Uh, C.J. U- Uzma. Is Uzma? All oh, do I want to say. Uzama? U-otter. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he spoke today, man. Tune in. Hold on. I'm
2: going to say this, too. Uh, do I believe that? Hell oh, it's 100%. Yeah. That's, that's – that's that's. if you don't believe that in our locker room, then you shouldn't be in our locker room. Because pieces that we have, the way that we've been back we're up, you know, both sides, all three phases. Special teams, we got a long way to go. For sure, they're going to get after us. Um, offensive and the defensively, the same. But with what we – we've got what we've shown each other that we've got, there's no reason why everything that I said shouldn't come true. Uh, now does that put more pressure on us? 100%. You know, talking, talked to Coach right afterwards, and he was like, oh, nice, a lot of pressure. And I was like, hey. I was like, hey. I was like, the, the first thing I said was pressure pressure makes diamonds, and diamonds are all rings." So we got to get a ring, you know? He uh, kind of liked that. I'm going to coin that at TM. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not? Legitimately why not? You know, Being able to, and I, I know I've talked to, I don't know how many of you were in, in the meeting where I was talking about Chelsea, but um, their, their mantra was why not us? Why not us? We've got the pieces, we've, we've gone out, we've got coaches that are, that are telling us what to do. We've got guys that have been in the system for long enough now to know exactly how to do things. We just gotta go out there and do what we need to do. Day in, day, in, day out, week in, week out, game in, and, because Scott's the CJ, you just kind of have to convince yourself that I every year that you have a chance, otherwise, you know, why aren't you showing up? Exactly. Do you sense, though, the expectations are different inside the building right now? Yeah, I don't think, we're not seeing it really as an expectation, though, is the thing, which I think is, is helping with the mental aspect, right? Like, expectations, if you, if you have that, then Obviously, like, I expect to be a Pro Bowl tight ever every single year. That is year. That is my goal for myself because I know that if I do that, then that's helping the team for the most part, right? Like, usually, there's not, like, there's not a whole lot of just really good players that are just like, oh, I'm the best ever, like, boom, and then your team sucks. Um, it happens, but that is the goal of every single player. But when you have too many expectations as a team, it kind of weighs you down. Oh, man. We don't put up 60, then, like, what are we doing out here? No, that's 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 not the case. If we just know in our head we're
1: confident in ourselves, like, all right, nice Hell oh, yeah, man, that's CJ Huseman, bro. Basically, if you don't believe in this team, keep your ass at home. <laughs> Pretty much what he was saying, bro, like in a nutshell, yo, if you don't believe in this roster, keep your ass at home, like, mm-hmm. literally, bro. Like, we don't, we amen, don't, we don't need none of that negative energy, <laughs> we don't need none of that. You dragging that playoff loss all the way up over here to 2021. We don't need you. We don't need ESPN dragging that this way. ABC, nobody. If you don't believe in this roster, stay home, bro. Literally. Or, yo, they're taking applications up the street at Cleveland Browns. They're taking (laughs) applications next door at the Colts. They're taking applications in the Northeast (laughs) and, and Schittsburg. Yo, they take applications everywhere, bro. But don't bring that negativity here, man. That's, that's why I'm with it. So when I come to this, this situation with the season record predictions, bro, I know you said you don't know yet. Correct? Correct. All right. I'll just go to mine. And I'm going to walk through this. And people call me crazy. I don't give a damn. I'm going to say at least eight wins. I'll say that. All right, you're going to go realistic. I'm going to go fantasy. I'm going to talk fantasy. All right, week one, we got the Vikings. I got W. Definitely a W on that. Week two, Bears. Dalton, I got another win. Steelers, I got another win. Jaguars on week four, I got another win. Packers, I got another win. And the, and, the, and the Lions, I got another one. I got 6-0 and starting out. Here we go to the other half. Ravens, that's the first loss. Week 7. Week 8 against the Jets, I got another win. The Browns, I got a loss. And then the Bengals versus the Raiders, I got another win. Steelers, I got another win. Chargers, I got another win. 49ers, win. Broncos, win. Chiefs. That date circled loss and Browns win. So I got think I got that like at 14 and three. On a fantasy standpoint, fantasy, I'm, I'm pipe dreaming. <laughs> so like, I think this team could get there, but not that just, soon. Let's just, let's just, like I said, just bear with me. I'm pipe dreaming. But realistically, for me, like if I go realistic, I'll say it'd be, a ten, it'd be I'll say a 10. I'll say they'll get to the 10 wins.
0: That's why I said I'll say minimum eight as of right now. I want to see see it, the full product on the field in the preseason.
3: hmm
1: I'm about to say, but that Chiefs game will be circled. That'll bring me back memories from the Peter warwick Chad Johnson day. If they if it if it goes to that game, how like if it was a fantasy standpoint, that will be that game might get switched to prime time if it comes to. A seeding process for the playoff.
0: I'll say potential that I see right now. I could really see twelve and five realistically.
1: Okay, I'm with that. It ain't nothing wrong with that because I think that might be like what, maybe third or fourth seed, possibly, mm-hmm. maybe. Depending on how they got it shaped out, but it's it's possible. Hey, <laughs> <Are> you sneeze,
3: bro? cough, man. Not
1: my bad. Throat's a little dry. My like, COVID. <laughs> Dang, I had the full set. Oh man, I'm just messing with you, bro. But yeah, I got I am with you on that. You said uh 12 and 12 and 5. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But on the pipe dream stamp I'm go, I'm going 14. <laughs> I'm going high. But uh but yeah, we will see, man. Um, other thing that's going on, um Think the defensive end cam sample came out the, came off the pup list, and people don't know what the pup list is. It's physically unable to perform, <laughs> some people don't know what that means. But uh, other than that, the Bengals they announced the uh, inaugural Ring of Honor class. Uh, Ken Anderson and uh, Ken Riley would join Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz. That's how you say his name, yes, yep, Munoz. Yeah, and Arena Ring of Honor, uh, introduction. Ceremony will take place during halftime on September 30th. Me and Maverick will be there and the rest of the stripe gang will be there. Yes, sir. Blackwires. That's it all like 8 30. Yep. on the September 30th. We'll be there. Um finish off this sentence, man. Uh the Bengals will have to do what to have a successful season this year. The Bengals have to what? Yeah. The Bengals have to do what to have a successful season. Stay year? healthy. That's, That's what all
0: boils down for me. Stay healthy.
1: Okay.
0: The potential's there. They just oh, yeah. as long as as long as they can stay healthy. I don't what see nothing stopping. Stay healthy and play smart. What I
1: would say, don't resume. beat yourself. Yep, I'm with you on that. Definitely, definitely that last one. Because well, mine, my answer is I feel like they gotta do better with time management. Um, there's definitely been times that we've seen they have, let's say it would be like 1713 with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. They somehow messed that up. Timeout <laughs> management, timeout yeah, management. Yeah, it's time, <laughs> uh, time management has been an issue the last three to four years. I feel like time management. Um, also, uh, better offensive play calls in the, in the red zone, in the red zone. I don't want to see Joe Burrow throwing that shit on first and, first and goal if they own the three. <laughs> you got Joe Mixon back there, bro, running. And that was my next one. Feed Mixon the ball immediately. <laughs> There's nothing else to be said. Feed Mixon the ball, protect Burrow. And lastly, um, no huddle. They need, yo, I've noticed. Speed up that um, offense, high yeah, tempo. Yep, because that the year that you brought up Chris Henry and all them, they were running that no huddle offense. And they mm-hmm. was selling at that. If you bring that no huddle offense to this offense, oh bro, <laughs> 14 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> bring that no huddle offense, bro. Like especially you get across, you get on our zone, like you get across the midfield, yeah, definitely no huddle. Oh yeah. It's a wrap. But yeah, man, that's what that's what I got on that. Yeah, that's that's what I got on my list. And the defense – oh, yeah, and the defense create turnovers easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I already explained that they're covering – you know, they're more faster and more aggressive. They're, they're on the ball hawk mentality. The longest they create, great turnovers, especially in great field position for the offense to excel on the other end. Oh, yeah, this – yeah, the game, 14-3. and <laughs> Like I said, you know. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, what else I got on here, man? Um, anybody else you want to see, like Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt? Anybody excited? You re- like you ready to see other any team members you want to see excel this year? I mean, Logan Bob. Wilson. I'll say, yeah. But,
0: Besides yeah. the easy answer, all of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: Logan Wilson. I mean, we didn't get a chance to see Trey Waynes. So I mean, that'd be a nice one to, like, to see breakout this year, too. That cornerback. I mean, the DB uh, depth chart is crazy. I'm looking at it. That's going to be interesting to see. Got Trey Waynes, Mike Hilton. Oh, yeah, bro. And we'll see. We'll definitely see. But other than that, like, what else I got on here, man? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, other than that, um, we got other NFL news, man. We're gonna close this out, man. I think that's all the that's all the topics we got for y'all. In other NFL news, Uh, what do we got? Hmm. For the next door neighbors, Carson Wentz is out five to twelve weeks with an injury, foot injury. Might got to get first surgery. They might, know, well, We talked about this earlier. They might also well pull the plug on this. He done. He's too injury prone. Like I said, they're
0: talking already. The uh, Colts will be might be going after Garner Minshew
1: from Jacksonville. Yeah, it's a. If wrap. they're smart, they would. It's a wrap on that. It's definitely a wrap on that. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: other other news, like little quick takes. Uh, University of Louisville is about to make a uh, Lamar Jackson st- uh, statue outside the stadium. That's impressive. <laughs> so yeah, shouts out to him on that. And otherwise, yeah, man, that's all we got for y'all today, man. That was episode three, Stripe Academy. I'm going to give a little quick little shout-outs before we get out of here, man. I forgot to take notice on some people, man. We got Columbus. Shouts out to Columbus. Shouts out to Amelia, Ashland, Dayton, Urbana, Springfield. That was in the state of Ohio. Going to the state of Pennsylvania, sets out the Philadelphia, Park, Summit, That's out to those two cities. Going into Texas, sets out the Dallas, Austin, and Houston. Going to the state of Virginia, sets out the Washington, Arlington. Washington, sets out the Seattle. Going to Colorado, sets out the Denver. And shouts out to in California, shouts out the Rancho Cordova. This is crazy. And District Columbia, shouts out to Washington. United Kingdom, shouts out to England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Shouts out to y'all. Canada, shouts out to Nova Scotia. Germany, shouts out to, okay, I think it's a Hesse. And also, shout-out to Uganda, everybody, man. Shout-out to all the supporters, man. Keep supporting. (laughs) Share with your friends, family members, co-workers, bosses, a stranger, and whoever. (laughs) Share with anybody, man. It's a growing podcast, man. That's all we got for y'all today, man. It's episode three of the Strap Academy. I'm your man, Ray Summers. You can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. It is just Ray Summers underscore number four. Um, you can also catch us on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe on that. Also, you could, uh listen to us on the audio. We're on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple, and uh, Spotify and Radio Public. If you want to tune in on that. But other than that, we love y'all. We give y'all a hootay. Hootay. We love y'all, baby. We out. Salute. Peace.